This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. This is David Meltzer with Entrepreneurs The Playbook, and I have a socialpreneur. He's one of my dearest friends and a mentor. He is changing the world by the way that we look at things and the meaning that we give it, and he knows better than anyone else that we need to not limit ourselves by our own self-image. This is someone at a very young age that had an accident where people actually called him the boy with the broken brain, and he's nothing but a mentor to all when it comes to utilizing our potential and our brain. Let's give it up for the amazing Jim Quick. Welcome to the playbook. Thank you, David. You're you're a mentor to me and so many people. Thank you for having me, and thank you everyone who's tuning in to this uh, brainy conversation. Well, I am so excited because one of my favorite books was Limitless. Uh, yes. And I believe you'll never overachieve our own self-image. And so I'm always looking for people that understand why we limit ourselves, how yeah. we limit ourselves. And the world's changing so quickly that there's no doubt why you came out with an expanded edition. Uh, let's talk about the success that you've had from the New York Times bestsellers list, USA Today, Wall Street Journal, everywhere and anywhere, Limitless, you can find. But why did you feel a need to expand Limitless and have this Limitless expanded edition? So when I wrote the first book, it was uh, the, the beginning of the pandemic, right? And so the world has changed a lot. So I wrote this book to help people prepare and really not only survive, but thrive in a post-pandemic AI world. And really the focus of the expanded version, we talked about mastering your mindset, your motivation, your methods, still have that in the book, but it's all about momentum. I mean, who doesn't want to crush it and be escape velocity of the gravity well that they're in and have greater ease and enjoyment and success. The other part of it, besides external environment, because the world has changed, my, my world has changed also, David, as you know, you know, I entered my fifties. I, we had our first child also as well. So now I'm really double my conviction, was, which was already pretty high, uh, to preparing the next generation for a world that's in constant flux and constant changing. And upgrading our brain is definitely the best way to do that. Absolutely. Uh, I would say, you know, we're one thought away uh, from putting ourselves at ease. And yeah. you are an expert in helping us have that thought and know that thought to unlock our exceptional life that we're getting gifted with. Um, the interesting thing about it is your book is launching November 14th um, and the world has changed. But I would say that if you took an inventory of people's perception of how the world has changed, you would think they would have been more fearful coming into the pandemic when you launched the book. But it seems today that more people are looking at what we don't have, uh, looking at a future that may not seem as bright as what yeah. we're experiencing today. There's world atrocities, there's economic pressures, there's a variety of things that I see, uh, the political atmosphere. People are really honing into losing momentum more than gaining momentum. Uh, how can we utilize that one thought, our most powerful tool, the trillion dollar brain that we've been given in order to effectuate and harness and unlock an exceptional life despite the negativity or perception that exists outside of us? Well, yeah, let's talk about that. So the stress that the world has caused us, chronic stress will shrink the human brain. 
right? It puts you in fight or flight, holds you hostage there in your survival brain, as opposed to accessing those greater parts of ourselves, our creativity, our imagination, our ability to solve problems, our executive functioning. And chronic fear, by the way, will suppress your immune system. A whole area of science called psychoneuroimmunology, making more susceptible to colds, the flus, the viruses. So self-regulation, especially for your nervous system, is so very important. And certainly our thoughts become things. I mean, we have about, as you know, about 60,000 thoughts a day. The problem is 95% of those thoughts are the same thoughts we had yesterday and the day before that and the day before that and so on. So how do we create effective new change in our life, which everybody wants? They want to make more money. They want to have greater impact. They want to get a certain level of followers or greater health, whatever. If we're doing the same thinking that leads to the same actions and behaviors and feelings. And so I, there's a quote in Limitless from a French philosopher that sums this up says, life is the letter C between the letters B and D. B stands for birth, D stands for death, life C, choice. We, Our lives are the sum total, as you know, of all the choices we made up to this point, even to tune in to this conversation, right? Or what you're going to feed your mind, what you're going to feed your body, where you're going to live, what, where your focus is, where what things mean to you also as well. These are all choices. And I truly believe, David, that the, the these difficult times, they could diminish you, these difficult times can distract you or these difficult times, they can develop you. We ultimately decide. And so where does it start? It starts with self-awareness, right? Because how are you going to change something if you're not even aware that it needs to be changed the situation? And when it comes to these choices that we make, there are only four choices we can make to affect change. We either start something, we either stop something, we either do more of something or we do less of something, right? Because the fifth choice is to do nothing, and that's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So, you know, a lot of what we have here to create momentum is what can you start? What can you stop? What can you do more of? What can you do less of? And to that end, you know, one of the areas that you address in the book, which I find fascinating, and I get asked these questions from a different angle as a pragmatic entrepreneur and a technologist uh, talking about our perception of AI and how to utilize AI as our servant, not as our master, you actually have kind of harnessed AI and allowing it to boost uh, the limitless nature of our own human intelligence. You've actually, it looked like dubbed HI in a combination or a sister to AI. How is this relationship between AI and HI, human intelligence, relevant to uh, being limitless and utilizing this momentum. So when we're talking about momentum, we talk about all the new chapters in the book are to accelerate our success and that momentum, that velocity that we have. AI is one of those tools, just like any technology. It's not good or bad. It's just how it's applied, right? Fire is a technology. It could cook your food or it could burn down your home. It's just how it's utilized and implemented, right? And so, yeah, the question I ask is how does AI enhance your HI, your human intelligence, make you smarter, make you more wise, make you more productive. For me, it's not artificial intelligence, it's augmented intelligence. And augmented just feels different. It's there, as you mentioned, as a support system. So how can you use AI for your learning, to accelerate your learning? Well, every single principle in Limitless Expanded, from memory to speed reading and more, you could use to AI to enhance that. Like AI could measure your reading speed, it can measure your reading comprehension. It could test you to see how much you recall from what you're reading, right? When we talk about uh, even things like, 
like I have a podcast also as well. And, and we have, it's a 20 minute show. If I don't get, if I'm interviewing, having a conversation with an author and I don't get the book in time and I'm not a big screen reader, I don't need another excuse to read on a screen, but uh, I'll say, Hey, give me a summary of this book. And it'll give me the overview of the book that's using AI, right? If I'm interviewing somebody like yourself, I'll say like, hey, what are some, some questions Dave hasn't been asked before that my audience would be really interested in? Give me 10 of those questions. And I don't take every single one verbatim, but it'll spark some, some foundation for a conversation. Uh, I'll use it also in ways like, uh, let's say we talk about neuroplasticity right? This, your brain's phenomenon that has the ability to be plastic. And that's what makes us have the ability to have new thoughts, new feelings, new habits, because our brain is, it could change with novelty and proper nutrition, which is another new chapter in the book. We talk about nootropics the first time in 30 years, I've talked about it. You know, what do I do to, what do I take to be able to enhance my mood, my memory, my focus, my mental energy, vitality that provides momentum. And so with AI, I could say something like if I said neuroplasticity, you could go into an AI chat and say something like, explain to me neuroplasticity as if I am eight years old. And it'll tell an amazing story that'll give you a foundation that you could build upon. Uh, there's so many different ways to utilize AI to enhance your HI. And this, I don't think it's something to be intimidated about. Like AI is not going anywhere, just like the internet is not going anywhere. But you know how they always say you, you want to skate where the puck is going, right? Not where it is. Well, with AI, it's like it's teleporting that puck everywhere, <laughs> right? So <laughs> the most important thing you could do is be able to adapt rapidly. I, I really think... This book is really focused on two things. It's focused on how do you adapt? How do you read faster, improve your memory, learn languages, client information, product information, give speeches without notes? How do you focus and concentrate in a world full of ring, pings, dings, app notifications, social media alerts? But also, besides the software of how to read faster, improve your memory, focus, we also talk about the hardware, right? How do you optimize this incredible three pound gray matter between your ears, which is your number one wealth building asset that that you have in life. You know, so interesting with all the technology, whether it be in nutrition or augmented reality or IA or whatever you want to describe it as, um, what we're really talking about is cognitive performance and uh, yeah. understanding the muscle, that gray matter. But you mentioned one word and it slips by, and I know uh, I have a habit of doing this as well. There's some hidden gems, some secrets, some hacks, uh, a cheat code. You, you mentioned something that a lot of people overlook when it comes to cognitive performance and it's mood. Yeah. Um, our mood determines a lot of our performance. People that feel good are at ease, perform better in every area of their life, relationships, money-making. Um, how does, you know, our brain, our cognitive performance uh, relate to mood? And then how does mood uh, rank up there with the other abilities of remembering people's names and speeches and, you know, processing data quickly. How does that mood rank up there and how important is that in cognitive performance? Yeah, mood is right, right up there at the top because all learning is state dependent. And we're talking about regulating our nervous system and being coming from a place of peace and, and ease, as opposed to stress, where we're looking to be in fight or flight, opens up so much more of our potential and our performance day to day. I always tell people all learning is state dependent, right? If you learn something in a bored mood, you're not gonna retain that information. 
we have something in our, our brain. We have a, like this limbic system and this neocortex. We have a middle brain and that middle brain is you have like a hippocampus there. It looks like a seahorse and that's the storehouse for memory. And it attached to it is this almond shaped part of your brain called your amygdala, which is like a switching station for your emotions and those feelings that you have. And it's interesting that memory and emotions you know, your mood are closely connected. And people know this because information by itself is very forgettable. But when you tag information with emotion, it becomes unforgettable. But the mood you learn something in, so if you learn something in a bored state and on a scale of zero to 10, boredom is zero. And if it's information times emotion becomes a long-term memory and learning, if it's zero, anything times zero is zero. So you wonder why you forgot the periodic table back in high school, right? Because the mood was very low. And the question becomes, who controls our mood, right? Of course, we do. Because your, your listeners, your viewers, you're a thermostat, you're not a thermometer. You think about a thermometer, it just reacts. Its mood is dependent on its environment, right? The weather puts you in a mood. The economics puts you in a mood. Politics puts you in How people treat you can put you in a mood, right? But a thermostat doesn't react to the environment. A thermostat does something different. It gauges. It knows what's going on. But what does it do? It sets a standard, a goal, KPI, whatever it is, and the environment reacts to it. And I think a lot of this for your mood, it starts with personal responsibility. You know, you and I, I've shared this story with you before, but for your for the listeners that are new to our, our content, I remember when I got to introduce two uh, mentors, superheroes together, they wanted to meet each other. It was Richard Branson and Stan Lee you know, the creator of like a lot of Marvel superheroes. And when we're in the car, I remember asking Stan, I was like, oh man, I don't know if I could ask this. I was like, Stan, I need to know this. You've created all these amazing superheroes. Who's your favorite? And he says, Jim, my favorite is Iron Man. And he said, Jim, who's your favorite superhero? And he had this Spider-Man tie. I was like, Spider-Man. And without a pause in Stan's iconic voice, he goes, with great power comes great responsibility. And because I had a head injury that led, led to learning challenges and you know my learning disabilities growing up as a child, I tend to flip words sometimes when I read it or when I hear it, and I heard something different. I was like, you're right, Sam, with great power comes great responsibility. And the opposite is also true. With great responsibility comes great power. When we take responsibility for something, we take ownership over it, we get great power to make things better. And I think the most important thing to be to be responsible for, one of the most important things is our mood, right? Everybody has a to-do list, but you know they say like, we're not human doings, we're human beings. So do we have that to-be list? Do we have a to-feel list? Every morning I was like, hey, these are the three emotions I really wanna cultivate and exercise today. Maybe it's love or understanding, empathy, compassion, curiosity. And then, so some way people like they're in a, maybe a spirit of debate with a friend or someone at work, and they're like, what do I need to do to get out of this, to win this argument? But if you said like, hey, who do I need to be? And maybe your answer is, I want to be compassionate because I love this person. Then all of a sudden, the doing takes care of itself. It's just going to happen organically and naturally. So I think it's so important to take ownership about how we feel and notice that we could change our mood like this, right? By even little things like changing our physiology. Right, right now, I, I, would, I would test everybody. I would say like, hey, sit the way you be sitting or stand the way you be sitting, standing if you were really interested in this conversation. You're really excited and very curious and anticipating the next words that come out of Dave's mouth. And then if you have to move, why do you have to move, right? But you know by changing your posture, your facial expressions, even your thinking, it changes how you feel. And then you just behave in a different way.
I love the inverse proportionality of what you're talking about. When you look at this power and responsibility, for example, being able to turn it inside and out, I think mood as well, what I learned or take away from talking to you this time, which is cool, is my entire uh, philosophy of mood when I speak is from Maya Angelou, who said, they're not going to remember what you say, they're going to remember how you feel. Well, yeah. the inverse proportionality to that now from Jim Quick in this expanded edition of Limitless is, hey, you're not going to remember unless you feel. Uh, so we're going to remember what we feel, but unless you feel a certain way, you're not going to remember, which I think is brilliant. Now, there's so many different nuances in the activities that we get paid for today. And a lot of the techniques and modalities that you empower people with have helped people to be more successful in the activity they get paid for. They make more money, they help more people, and they have more fun. Um, but there's a different setting for activities that we get paid for, remote, hybrid, uh, and the in, in office has even changed as well. Um, how does the new book address becoming limitless in a new environment? Yeah, this is really big. Another chapter that we talk about is really focuses on limitless at work and how to become more learning agile. So if you are working in a hybrid situation, how do you be masterful online as you do in person? Or how do you switch and be agile from reading this book and then to this book or something else? How do you context switch in all these different ways? And one of the ways that we introduce in the book are these this idea of cognitive types. Cognitive types are these uh, brain types. And this is something I've worked with coach, you know, as I coach individuals in different fields. I realized just how there's like personalized medicine based on your genetics and there's personalized nutrition based on your like microbiome test. We created an assessment for everybody that will show you like your personal learning style. And once you know it, self-awareness, there's a, in the matrix, there's a top point where Neo goes to meet the Oracle for the first time in her kitchen. And I don't think a lot of people saw this, but on top of the door was a sign and it said, know thyself. I think a lot of a fulfillment that we need as entrepreneurs or as leaders is have the curiosity to know ourselves, and then have the courage to be yourself. Now, knowing yourself is interesting because that's why people go to therapy or they, they journal or they meditate, or they do introspection. This assessment, it shows you, it's kind of like uh, what game of, game of Thrones character are you? And in four minutes, you can see what your brain animal is. And I call it your brain code, C-O-D-E. And that'll help you more be more limitless at work. The C stands for cheetah. And this cheetah are fast. They're defined by their action. They implement very quickly. They're highly intuitive and they adapt in fast-paced environments. The O in code are your owls. And your owls, their primary trait is logic. They love data, facts, and figures. And so think about it. A cheetah would invest differently than an owl. They would buy differently than an owl. They would communicate differently uh, also as well. And they will read differently. And so I show you when you take this quiz that's in the book, you could also get it at mybrainanimal.com. There's nothing to buy, mybrainanimal.com. And you'll get a detailed report on how to utilize your learning style to be able to read faster, improve your memory, because not everything is one size fits all. The D in code is dolphins, and these are creative visionaries. These are people as strong pattern recognition. They are entrepreneurs like uh, like a Walt Disney, where they can see a future where other people can't yet see it. And finally, the E in code are your elephants, and your elephants defining trait is high levels of empathy, 
very compassionate. They are community builders. They love to collaborate. They work well uh, in lead and building teams also as well. So once you know your brain animal, each of those animals read differently. A cheetah is going quickly through it, kind of skimming and scanning. An owl is looking for the detail, like all, all, all of the, all the facts and understandings. A dolphin would visualize when they read because they're highly creative and empathetic. Elephant would would have empathy, see what the what the author is looking for, their point of view, feel what the what the author is saying and the characters are saying, um, and when people see feel it heard. And we had our team take this quiz, David. I'm curious if you when you take his quiz, but 100% of our customer service team, like a 10 plus people, they're all elephants, and we didn't place them that way because people go into their natural strengths because they want to be in their zone of power, they want to be in their element. And what does an elephant do? They're highly compassionate. They're there to serve. They're community builders. They have high empathy for people's problems. Our CFO is an owl, very, very strong owl. And looking at all the data and all the numbers, our, our CEO, who you know, Alexis, uh, is a creative visionary. She's a, a dolphin, has a vision for our mission to build better, brighter brains, no brain left behind. And so it really informs not only your learning, but your life, how you communicate, how you make your, your own decisions. And so when people take the quiz, we pulled from personality types like Myers-Briggs, multiple intelligence theory, left brain, right brain dominance, learning style, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, introvert, extrovert. And it's the simplest way for people to really empower themselves because if knowledge is power, then learning really is your superpower. And knowing your animal will give you absolute super strength and power. Well, it's interesting because I first learned of this uh, before the book came out, the Limitless yes. Expanded Edition. And I have to go along, once again, the inverse proportionality of shows. I'm doing the expanded playbook with one last question I've been dying to ask you. Yes. Um, I am trying to be a granimal of the brain animal code. And a granimal is someone that can develop all four animals in yes. the applicable situation. Am I on a, a wild goose chase, no pun intended, with the animal code to try to be a granimal where I can be an elephant when necessary and a dolphin, yes. an owl. Uh, is this possible or am I wasting my time? It, it is absolutely possible. And it starts with knowing where you are right now. Just because like somebody likes to use their dominant hand doesn't mean they don't use their non-dominant hand also as well. And that non-dominant hand with proper training and support, that quote unquote weakness could become a strength. So certainly you can level up in empathy or logic or you know, we have exercises to help people visualize better also as well. What the animals allow you to do, it takes the judgment out of things. For you, the self-judgment and also judgment of people around you because it explains a lot of their behavior. And so I believe after 30 years of as a brain coach and we have students in every country in the world online, that it's not how smart you are, it's how are you smart. It's not how smart you are or how smart your kids are, how smart your team is, how are they smart? And it's getting the right people on the bus in the right seats. And really everything can be improved because of this concept of neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is our ability to, to change our thoughts, change our habits, to change our mood, because you know neurons that fire together, wire together, as I say in, in neuroscience class. And so you can, with novelty and training and discipline and deep work, absolutely level up the other animals. Well, one of my favorite sayings from Dr. Wayne Dyer, a friend of both of ours who has passed, change your thoughts, change your life. Yeah. And we need coaches for everything, teachers for everything and mentors. And Jim Quick has been all three for me and will continue to be as he keeps expanding his understanding and knowledge 
to help so many people around the world level up in a very expedited, changing world. If you want to upgrade your brain, if you want to learn anything faster, if you want to unlock your exceptional life with extreme momentum, then please buy this book, the new edition, Limitless, the expanded edition. Uh, I promise you it will be an incredible investment in yourself. And if you're not going to invest in yourself, what are you ever going to invest in? I am honored every time I get to share time with my dear friend, Jim Quick. Thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to read the rest of the book. I am excited. November 14th, everyone, whether it's before or after you get to see these videos, make sure you reach out, get yourself a copy, buy one for the people that you love as well. This is David Meltzer with the incredible Jim Quick here on Entrepreneurs, The Playbook.